Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metalsmithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Oh. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hi, all. Today we have Joanne Bowen on Retire There. She moved to Vancouver. Gil, Gil, another Vancouver? I can't. Why are we doing another Vancouver? We just did a Vancouver. But Jean, Joanne moved to Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver, Canada. Okay, never mind. Okay. You sound like Gilda Radner. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So she moved to Vancouver, Washington from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. All right. So we're all talking about that kind of Pacific Northwest up there near your favorite city, Eugene. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because now he goes by Gene and not Eugene. In fact, Vancouver, Washington is the original Vancouver with the history dating back hundreds of years. Vancouver, Washington was founded in 1825 and incorporated in 1857, while Vancouver, Canada was not incorporated until 1886. From this point on, when we say Vancouver, we mean Washington State, the state of Washington, guys. All right, so here we go. Vancouver is situated just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon. Vancouver in Clark County had a population of around 191,000 as of the 2020 census, making it the fourth largest city in the state of Washington. As it was reported in spring 2023, the cost of living was 4% lower 
than the rest of the Evergreen State and 12.2% less than nearby Portland, making the city a budget-friendly option for people considering moving to the Pacific Northwest. Like us. Uh, Okay. And get this, Washington State is one of only nine U.S. states with no state income tax and does not tax retirement income. The state does have sales tax, but you can just hop on over the border to Oregon, which has no sales tax. According to Redfin, in December 2023, the median home price in Vancouver was 454000 The revitalized city, with its eclectic blend of new construction and historic architecture, offers all the amenities of a large metropolitan city, but with the charm and hospitality of a small urban town. The downtown area is bustling with lively restaurants, vibrant art galleries, and a wide variety of retail shopping. (laughs) From charming boutiques to antiques. Mm, The antiques is what gets me. With Mount St. Helens to the north, the Pacific Ocean to the west, and the Columbia River Gorge to the east, the area offers an abundance of natural beauty and recreational opportunities. So, Gene... Tell us a little bit about Joanne. Joanne was born and raised in Alberta, Canada, starting her career as a public school teacher in Edmonton. After 11 years of teaching, she became a teacher consultant, working with teachers instead of students. She pursued a PhD in the U.S. and, despite intending to return to Canada, decided to marry and build a career in the U.S. Over the next 25 years, she worked in teacher education with various universities in the Vancouver, Portland area. With a passion for travel, she became a travel writer after considering how to sustain her travel habits during retirement. That's a great idea. Absolutely. She has extensively traveled to various continents and states and provinces. Recently, she has scaled back on her travel and writing, pursuing hobbies such as quilting, crocheting, playing duplicate bridge, and fostering little dogs. So we know that Joanne does write and she has a website. It's journeyswithjoanne.squarespace.com and Joanne has a hyphen. So let me repeat that. Journeys with J-O-A-N-N-E dot squarespace.com. And we found Joanne through a wonderful article in Travel Awaits, which many of you are familiar with. We'd like to welcome Joanne to our show. So hello, Joanne, and welcome to Retire There. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much. And I have to tell the audience that we had a little technical difficulty earlier. So if Gene and I sound a little off, well, we're naturally a little off. So what, <laughs> what can I say? Okay. So we loved your article, which was titled 14 Reasons I Decided to Retire in Vancouver, Washington, which sounded great. So we know that you've lived in Vancouver, Washington for some time, but you chose to remain. So can you tell us what would you say were the top five reasons for choosing Vancouver? Originally, when we moved from Eugene, housing prices were much more reasonable. So that was the first one. The fact that there is no state income tax was appealing to us. I would rather pay sales tax on what I buy. The third reason I choose to stay here is the nature that abounds. You mentioned earlier to the west is the Pacific Ocean. Within one and a half to two hours, I can be at the ocean 
And that's one of my very happy places. I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time along the Oregon and Washington coast. And so it's all consuming, it seems, right? All the beauty and... Yes, there's the weather is another important thing. And I forgot to mention in my hobbies, gardening. I love to garden and the growing season is incredible here. My perennial bulbs come up in early January. (gasps) Wow. And I was harvesting tomatoes from my garden October. Yeah. And so what's the weather year round? It's mild. I love the four seasons. We have distinct four seasons. When I first moved to the Pacific Northwest, we didn't get any snow. which was a welcome change from Alberta, Canada. Sure. We've had colder weather this year. That Arctic vortex came down that was so bad in Canada, but bad for us because our plants and stuff aren't used to it. So we get a little bit of winter weather, but the rest of the time, it's lovely. Now, there's a reason why it's so green and beautiful too, and it does rain. But you know what? I'll take the rain and all that this area offers over shoveling snow. It rains a lot, but it's not its not heavy rain, right? I, I know in total here in New York, a lot more rain than you get if you measure by inches. Oh, really? Yeah. You get rain more often, but we get the heavy rain. So our totals are, are higher. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, interesting. And you know, when I lived in Alberta, if it rained, you didn't do gardening. You didn't do, you know, whatever. Well, here, if you wait, you'll never do anything. So you just get used to it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And go out. Yeah, but I thought for some reason, because of that area, you still had to um, dress warmly. How low do the temperatures get? I would say in a typical year, maybe mostly stays above freezing. But it's a damp cold. Whereas Alberta, Canada was a dry cold. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm chillier here than I was in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but okay. I don't have any winter clothes. I just spent Christmas with my family in Canada and they said, oh, let's go dog sledding. I don't have any winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I came with just my jacket. Really? Is it, is it like a down jacket though? No. Oh, no. No, it's a little rain jacket that I throw in the wash when it needs to. <laughs> oh, wow. So this is so interesting. I thought it would be colder. Yeah, my niece lives in Portland. You know, I remember when I was out there that you had to have something a little, I guess I did have a rain jacket. Maybe it was just a little heavier because I had a vest underneath. But I just thought that it would get cold, maybe because of the proximity to the north. Also, you don't like being cold. She's from Canada. She's used to That's it. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. At, at the slightest, I'll put on some, you know, scarf, whatever. Yeah. 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 I'm a big baby. Okay. So can you tell us about housing? Did you buy or rent? We bought. Okay. And then after my divorce, I decided to downsize because we were in this huge two-story house, about 3,000 square feet. And so I downsized to, I wanted all one level. Right. And so I have a cute little three-bedroom, two-bath house that I downsized to. I can't believe you have a three-bedroom, two-bath, and you call that downsizing. (laughs) (laughs) And you purchased that? Yes. 
Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so what does something like that go for? I'm going to say about three fifty now. Oh, that's not bad at all. And do you have a basement? No, we don't have basements in this area because of the rain. Okay, I love that answer, and that could be a consideration. One See that, point Gil? for Gene. They don't have basements. Yeah, well, because his dream is to live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh. And I suppose if I had family there or grew up there, but for me, it's like 3,000 miles away, and our son is in Rhode Island. So it's it's a very tough call. You have me on that one. Yeah. Yep. Can't argue there. Okay. Do you know anything about uh, rental prices, Joanne? Maybe you could share with us. The average apartment cost is about 1500 to 1700 a month. But of course, you know, that depends on the location, all those kinds of things. Right. But that gives you a median. Sure, sure. And do you find that it's difficult to find housing in the area? No, and it's growing. It's nice to see it's growing so much. Since COVID, a number of homes and apartments have been built. So you live in a ranch. Are the homes around you also ranches? Yes. Yes. Okay. But you're not in a 50 plus community. No. Okay. Because we're looking at real estate, you know, on the East Coast, and we want a ranch. I have bad knees. And it's so hard to find homes these days. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ranches are popular. Yeah. Well, ranches are popular. You know, I think retirees would want a ranch. I also don't want a basement because usually, you know, you go down those steps and they're kind of steep. So what's yeah. the point? You know, I mean, you can buy a ranch. Try not to get one with steep basements. <laughs> I bet. The property taxes, for the most part, are lower in Washington State than they are in Oregon. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yes. That's what we found. Yeah. We were able to get a much bigger house than in Eugene because the cost of housing was more reasonable. So you paid in uh, Vancouver, you paid less for your house. You pay less property taxes. Although you have sales tax there, you can just go over to, to Oregon. Yeah, you can. I tend to believe that we need to pay our share. So I do most of my shopping here. Oh, you're a good person. A personal choice. <laughs> you're a good person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I should say that for people who want to live in, say, a place like Vancouver, Washington, and Washington State, and buy a car in Oregon, you can't get over on that. They're, they're going to make you pay the tax. Whereas if you live in Oregon, yes. you don't you don't pay the tax on right, the car. Right, correct. But for everything else you can buy. Yes. So let's move on to other costs related to the cost of living, such as amenities. Can you talk to us about that? Can you be a little more specific? Sure. Electricity, gas. Oh, okay. Electricity, I pay about $100 a month. I'm on an equalization plan. Right. Water has surprisingly gotten expensive these last couple of years. And so I watch how much I water my perennials. And I also am choosing more native plants that don't need a lot of water. Sure. You know, we often think of the price of groceries in that. One advantage to being retired is we can choose to shop the sales, and I do very well. And because I travel so much, I don't eat out a lot. I'm eating out on my travels. I prefer to eat in when I'm at home. Right, um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you say you watch the sales, do you go to, say, one supermarket, then another supermarket for the different sales? Sometimes. 
Wow. Okay. Then I make note of when they mark down their meat. Oh. Um, as a young professional, I read an article that said, spend as little as possible on the necessities so you have as much as possible for the luxuries. And that's how I afford to travel. I love I like that. that. I like that a lot. Okay, that makes sense. So now I heard you mention that you have rentals. Yes. Can you share with us? I mean, did you buy property and so forth? When I moved to the U.S., I knew that I wouldn't have very much of a retirement from the U.S. because I chose to basically have two different jobs where I could travel. I traveled across the nation training middle school teachers, but then I also worked at the university. So I made the decision to start buying properties and it's paid off very well. Wow. So what what kind of properties do you have? Houses. Wow. And can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I had as a goal to try to have 10 rentals by the time I retired. Wow. I got six. Oh, my Lord. That is great. You You are such an ambitious person. So you have six in addition to your current home. So that's seven properties. I've sold sold four of them. Yes. And and I own totally my current home. Okay. There were times when I didn't have 25 cents to rub together, but boy, it sure has paid off. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so you rent out the entire house? Yes. I have re- management in each city. Okay. So that's brilliant, I have to say. So that's your retirement income, the, the sale of your uh, it, your home. Yes. It, and then as I neared retirement, I started to think to myself, as you mentioned, Jean, how can I afford this expensive habit called travel? <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe I can become a travel writer because I've always loved to travel. So I started to take some classes and it helped that I had written professionally. Right. It took me maybe about a year to break in. But once you break in, you would not believe the invitations I got. Wow. Wow. You know, as a travel writer, everything is covered. So I don't make a lot of money as a travel writer, but all my travel expenses are covered. That's right. Brilliant. Oh, it, yeah, it's been, it's been, that's right. That's right. Amazing. My Even the cost of the plane and everything. It's just Singapore. Yes. yes. All the expenses. Oh, say that again about Singapore. My latest invitation was to Singapore. Wow. So somehow I have yeah. been identified as an influencer. And as you mentioned, travel awaits is very popular. So I get a lot of referrals from the articles that I write there. And the invitations are amazing. So so cool. So what what magazine or publication invited you to Singapore? Not a magazine or publication. It was the tourist information meetings. Wow. And what did what what will you be doing? Well, I decided not to go. Oh, um, because well, that was only like the fifth invitation this year that I wasn't able to partake in. <laughs> but I was a little concerned about the air yes. travel that yeah. far to Singapore because I'm not quite as young as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we read that you have traveled to like major countries. And oh, so yes. you've been to Singapore before and to Asia. Nope. I haven't been to Singapore before. Oh, okay. I, oh, you re- you've been to Asia. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so these opportunities that come your way, you're able to, I guess, 
pace them out through the year, right? Yes. And may we ask what kinds of rents do you charge for the for the house? Is it a whole house? It's a whole house. Rents have really gone up. Now my Florida house is fifteen hundred a month. Nice. And the Vegas house that is going up for sale tomorrow, I think the last rent was about twelve hundred a month. Okay. Did you say Vegas? That's a little two bedroom. That was the only two bedroom I had. Oh wow. Yeah, we're going to Vegas very soon. <laughs> oh, We'll go check on your house for you. <laughs> okay, please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So along those lines, the cost of living in terms of buying food and all that, since you cook a lot, as you mentioned, where do you go and, and oh, do you need a car? Yes, there isn't good mass transit in Vancouver. Okay, so you have a car. And how far do you go for your groceries or your weekly necessities? Oh, about a mile. Oh, that's close. What she wants to know, is there a Trader Joe's around? Yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? within about a mile, a mile and a half from my house. What's your favorite grocery store around? Freddy's. What's it Fred called? Myers. Oh, uh, Fred Myers. Okay. And why is that? I like the prices. Their markdowns are excellent. And it's right across the street from Trader Joe's. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Because we don't have any Fred Myers out here. So when I hear oh. people mention it, I get like, oh, it's better than Trader Joe's. And they, they have a nice variety. Yes. Now, there's more variety at Freddy's down at Grand Central, at Grand Station. But I find the Freddy's close to me is perfectly adequate. Okay, nice, nice. nice. Now, along that area or in that area, is there a little downtown area that you can stop to have coffee and so forth? Can you share? Yes. And the downtown area is very vibrant. Vancouver, Washington used to be a city that tourists would just pass through. Since they've opened the waterfront development, it's become a destination. It's lovely. It's as it name insinuates, it's along the Columbia River. Right. There's great restaurants. There's wine tasting areas, craft beers, ice cream, and lots of walkway. Okay. Wow. And so it gets very crowded? No, because we're kind of little. Vancouver's not very big, as you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So you can walk along the river, enjoy the river, and also go to some shops? Yes. Yes. Wow. Or you can go further down along the Columbia River and... There's restaurants there and houses and more access to the river. Like I take my four-legged boys down to the river. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And is that something that you do weekly or when you're living there? What is your like routine, so to speak? Well, with my dogs, they go take them for walks every day. I spend a lot of time in my yard. We went to an opening of an ice cream shop at the waterfront. I was invited to that Gee, a like weeks that. ago. It's there. That also is the area where the Kaiser shipyards used to be. And Kaiser built a lot of the ships in World War II. And it's just so beautiful and relaxing and the cool breeze. And then Mount Hood is yes. just beautiful. <laughs> I see you're showing us and the audience can't see, but you're uh, you're gesturing that you can kind of almost touch Mount Hood. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that is it's that is amazing. a beautiful yeah. yeah. Why I think 
active people would enjoy this area. Speaking of Mount Hood, within an hour, folks who like to ski can be to the ski hills. And then there's the Columbia River Gorge, which is beautiful. Uh, The gorge, it's about 80 miles. In the heat of the summer, we often will escape either to the coast or to the gorge. Going back to the weather, we get a little bit of hot weather here, but maybe only two to two and a half weeks. Oh, and how hot is And the rest is quite mild. Okay. When you say hot, give us an idea of what you mean. 105, Whoa. Whoa, that is hot. Okay, yeah. you're going to see me out there. Uh-huh, yeah. So <laughs> usually it's, it's in the mid-90s in the summertime, and it cools down at night, so you get yeah. to have a good sleep. Yeah, yeah. So do you use the air conditioning much? I have a fan. Yes, some, when it gets really hot, I right. use the air conditioner. I have a heat, which in the winter you get heat, and in the summer... It's air conditioning, and that's much more reasonably priced than doing them separately. Separately. Right. right. Yeah. And then I have fans that I use, especially in my bedroom. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a lot of difference. A ceiling fan. Yeah. Yeah. So how far are you to the airport? Where is the nearest international airport? About eight miles. What? That was another reason why I chose this area. In Vancouver, Washington, when folks arrive to visit me, I ask them to send me a text as soon as they land. And then I leave the house. And by the time I'm at the airport, they've got their baggage and I pick them up. (laughs) I love it. What airport is that? Portland International Airport. Okay. Okay. That's what I was named as for many years, named as one of the best airports in the nation. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. I I love that airport. I love Stumptown and that whole coffee section. Uh-huh. Wow, you are really in an ideal place. And I'm thinking more and more about it, Jean. <laughs> you know, maybe we can convince our son to kind of move closer out there because we would go in a heartbeat. You know, I mean, yeah. you are literally in heaven. It just sounds. And and I will say, and Jean always says I talk too much on these shows and that it's not about me, which is true. But <laughs> One of my criteria is to live within 30 minutes of an international airport. If you live an hour or more with traffic, that's a chore, especially going out and coming back. That's two trips. And if you're traveling like like you, that's a lot of driving back and forth. Yeah. 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 Now, can you leave your car at the airport when you travel? I can, but I'm lucky enough to have a, well, first of all, let me say, I don't have any children. But I'm lucky enough to have a young lady that I call my chosen daughter here. And she (laughs) looks after my boys and drives me to the airport and picks me up. Or if she can't, I'll take an Uber. Okay. All right. What does an Uber cost to go to the airport? It just really, really went up. I used to pay about $20. The last time I did it, it was $32. Wow. That's still, uh, yeah, that's a. That's quite a little No, not bad. (laughs) I was expecting you to say like 80 or something. Oh, yeah. No, because I'm so close. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's only eight miles away. That's wonderful. And it's in another state. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Crossing the border. And and a lot of that eight miles is the Columbia River, which when you cross near to me, I think is about one and a half to two miles wide. Wow. Wow. And so you're getting a nice view. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, you mentioned, Jill, it sounds ideal. I love it here. 
Yeah. There's no reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets hot, but like you said, for a short time, it doesn't really get cold. Your perennials may die, but that's, you can also cover them up. But like you said, getting the native plants and there's a ton of beautiful native plants. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 That was my One of the photos that I sent you is a corner of my backyard. Okay. I have a huge backyard that I really enjoy. And I also sent you a few photos of the birds. I have a lot of bird feeders. Yeah. And I enjoy the <laughs> birds, watching the birds. Oh, that's so nice. I love watching them too. Yesterday, we had a, a red cardinal come oh and put out some bread and it came and picked up. But it, it's highly sensitive, the, you know, his ears. And you can get... I try not to get too close, but the minute they sense you, they just fly away. They're gorgeous. Yeah, I want to get one of those bird feeders with a camera so we can really look at it. Yeah. But you know, I have two kind of resident hummingbirds. I sent you a picture of one of them, and I can be at their feeder, and they will whiz by my head and feed. Wow. Wow, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And so in this cold spell with that we just had in January, I replaced their feeders every two hours so that it wouldn't freeze or get too cold. You are good. Every two hours? You are so kind. You are a friend to the animals. Yeah. Yeah, I love animals. I will ask you a little related question. You you foster little or young dogs? Little dogs. Little dogs. Yes. I belonged to an organization that had no paid staff. It was a strictly volunteer organization. It right. called Second Chance Companions. Mm. And I wanted small dogs because I had one small dog. And then to make a long story short, I fostered maybe 20 or 25 dogs <laughs> over the years. Oh. And then I got a foster who had been badly abused. Oh. And he hid behind the couch for two weeks before he came out. And once he got used to me, I didn't have the heart to put him up for adoption. So I adopted him myself. So I have two now. So I don't foster as much now. (laughs) That's a great story. What are the two types you have? I have an 11-pound miniature pincher, Min Pin. (laughs) And Arlo, my boy, is a chihuahua, about 24 pounds. Wow. (laughs) And they get along? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I yes. Hear, I hear chihuahuas have a bit of a temper. Oh, no. Not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not her boy, yeah. One more question. So when you have two dogs and you foster others when you did have them, right? Yeah. It, is that kind of hard to have them get, you know, get along? I guess maybe I was going to say I was lucky that my dogs would accept other dogs. I just assumed that they would get along. And they do. And, you know, up until recently, I just had one dog. So that dog, you know, that kind of was a requirement in my house. You need to <laughs> let fosters come in and, <laughs> oh, because and be it, nice. Because Arlo may say, oh, I wonder if she's going to get rid of me. Or <laughs> who's this new guy in the house? You know, is he going to take over? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it works out really well. Okay, okay. okay. Well, let's move on to healthcare. You sound like you're you're pretty healthy, but say something happens. You, do you feel comfortable living there? Is there a hospital in town and how are the doctors? Yes. Uh, and that was another reason why 
I decided to stay here. I'm very happy with the health care in Vancouver, Washington. I like the smaller community feeling. I'm about two, two and a half miles from my clinic, and I'm very pleased with the health care that I have. Is there any difficulty in finding primary care physicians? Has there been a shortage? Not that I'm aware of. And is there, uh, like I say, is there a hospital in town? Yes, there's two hospitals in town, but the plan that I have, the only drawback is that I need to go about 15 miles into Portland for a hospital stay with the plan that I have. But in an emergency, I could go to the hospital that's about 10 blocks from me. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, when you were buying your home, did you consider all these things? Uh, Well, certainly the airport. Yes. (laughs) That was the big consideration. That was the biggest consideration. And I, of course, had health care since I've been here. Right. So it, that was just part of it. I think the airport, the closeness to the airport was the major. Okay. Okay. And you just here. solidified <laughs> my theory about living near an airport. You know, if you enjoy traveling and you plan to travel a bit, even if it's, you know, we don't travel much. And when we were growing up, because we were poor and then during yeah, we did. We couldn't travel, right? And now that we're okay, our son is fine, you know, and we we can afford to travel now. We want to be near, I want to be near an airport. I'm a pain in the ass. I don't want to have to be in. And I also don't want to pay those high Uber fees. Right. And it's a lot less stressful, not as much traffic. That My brother used to visit from Palm Springs and he'd say, it's so sane here. I love it here. You know, the traffic isn't as bad. It's easier to get around. Yeah. So in Vancouver, there's not much traffic, huh? Well, you know, of course, it's gotten worse. And we say, oh, heavens, there's a lot of traffic. But it's not like Portland or Seattle. Okay. Okay. So when you're driving over to Fred's, you don't hit much. It's pretty much a simple ride. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. So I have to ask you, because it comes up a lot. We were watching... um, some YouTube videos, you know, why move to Vancouver, Washington. And the first two that came up kind of startled me. These two guys on YouTube said, here are reasons not to move there. And both of them I listened to because I said, why would someone have such a strong conviction? The two top points that each videographer made was the uh, about the, the issue of the homeless. And hear that a lot. We know it's a major issue in Portland. It's a sad situation. I don't know if any government has really been able to address it to the point. We all have ideas, but, you know, it's it's the people and people are very complicated human beings. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own story and we get that. So what's it like in Vancouver? We do have homeless situation that we didn't have like maybe five years ago. I'm not sure if it's the city or the county has been building smaller homes for the homeless to try to help that way. It wouldn't stop me from moving here. Great answer. Okay. Very good answer. Yes. And are they, um, how can I word this? Would you say that they are spread out or focused in an area of town? I think in several areas. Of course, I know more about the area that I live in. So I know where they are. And I know that the services are trying to help them 
and move them out of some of the areas. Okay. Is Vancouver a, a big touristy area to you? No. Really? As I say, it used to especially just be a place that people traveled through on the way to Portland. It's not a big touristy area. Except for those, she said, the waterfront. People come for the waterfront. Right. No, it sounds like such yeah, a no. gem. Yeah, yeah. And, and that it doesn't have these issues that, you know, traffic and things that can kind of just add to the pollution and the living environment. And here's a question we get a lot. Do you think Vancouver, Washington is a good place for a single woman to move to? Well, I'm single now. I've been <laughs> single for 20 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm single and I choose to live here and I feel very safe. And my four-legged boys help me to feel safe. <laughs> Those little guys help you to feel safe? You think they yeah. can scare anyone? <laughs> Well, they bark. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, they, they those little guys are probably loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, that's a good answer. All right, let's, let's move on to something a little more fun. Are you near the wineries and breweries? Yes, and that's another reason why I like this area, because <laughs> within 45 minutes, I can go to the Willamette Valley in Oregon, which many people have now heard about. Yeah. Actually, they produce some of the best Pinot Noir in the country. Wow. Or I can go east for about two and a half hours to the wine growing area in southern Washington. And I'm thinking of Walla Walla and Yakima and those areas. Oh, okay. Walla Walla and Yakima. Uh, gee, Can't even pronounce those. I know. You, you, we're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> but Joanne, you're not a big drinker now, are you? Well, I like wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear, Joanne. All right. All right. See, and, a couple and, glasses is healthy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they true. say. One glass a night. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, also, this I found interesting. Vancouver is home to a fifty-plus newspaper called the Senior Messenger. You know anything yes. about that paper? Y yes, and I've written for them. It's a monthly publication, and it offers articles. I've written travel article for them. It offers information about the tours and little trips that the city has. It gives advice like, you know, do you need a will? Here's the kind of wills, that kind of things. Topics that seniors would be interested in. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's been placed for decades. I just got a notice and, and saying, you know, we're expanding. It's, I looked at, I got the latest issue yesterday. It's 31 pages of a big, wow. it's not just a little wee thing of like about, 24 by 12. Wow. So do you think it's kind of like an AARP um, uh, publication, local? but local? Yes, I guess you could say that. Yes. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. That's okay. great. Yeah, because I find those newsletters quite helpful. At first, I was offended when I was sent one. <laughs> you know, when I turned 50, I was like, why yeah. is me this? <laughs> and then they sent me, um, I think, an, a promo for a free subscription. And I said... <laughs> Right. And I said, you know what? Some of this information is so good, regardless of age. You know, yes. I mean, yes. whether you're 20 or 80, you need to keep the fraudsters away and the scams away. It's good to have these publications out there. Uh, yes. To, to yeah. educate or to remind, you know, maybe you knew something I knew about wills and stuff, but 
reminded me, well, I guess I better update my in the right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't all just watch these little TikTok videos and they go so fast. You have to listen, you have to watch it like 20 times. Oh. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I oh. wanted to mention when we talked about the weather, and I said that in the wintertime we do have some cold weather. And we had a real bad cold spell with that Arctic vortex that came down. But mm-hmm. then as it started to warm up, we got freezing rain. Mm. And so there was like a half to three quarters of an inch of ice all over. Wow. You have to be prepared for situations like that. So for four days, I didn't go up to my mailbox because I don't want to fall. Oh, where's your mailbox? At the street. You know, I have the driveway into my garage. Okay. And it's a couple hundred yards from my house. Wow. Wow. Yeah. it's They're not on the door or have on the house. Tried, have you ever tried those... Um, chains shoes you know though they're they're like little things you attach to your shoes that have i haven't but that would be <laughs> option yeah although we don't get much mail these days anymore right the snail mail precisely that's yeah. good point <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you didn't miss anything not going out there for four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well joanne bowen you are a gem lovely lovely absolutely person. oh my goodness yes you're so sweet thank you so tell us what advice do you have in general or any words of wisdom for our listeners i think life is what you make of it and I decided that when I was very, when I was in my twenties, I wasn't going to wait for someone else to make my life exciting. And that's when I started to travel and do things on my own. I didn't get married till I was 40. Life is what you make of it. And you can decide whether you want to be happy or not. Nobody can make me happy. I have to do it myself. Oh, that is so smart. You are so smart. Yeah. Oh, you're too kind. Oh, no, no, no. We must stay in touch. Okay. Oh, lovely. Right. If you ever come to my area, I'd be delighted to show you around as long as I'm not off traveling somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to be out of luck. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to mention that if folks are interested in articles about the Pacific Northwest, a lot of my articles on travel awaits are about the Pacific Northwest because once COVID hit, I couldn't travel overseas anymore. I must have maybe, I don't know, 20 articles or so about the areas around the Pacific Northwest that I live in. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And did we ask you how many trips do you make a year on average? Sometimes two a month, but I kind of decided that's a little too much along with writing and research and so on. So now I'm kind of picking and choosing. But when I was really busy, I was doing two or three trips a month. Oh, my Lord. Year round? Wow. You must have like major miles on your cards. Good for you. I see you (laughs) nodding. Look at her. She's nodding away. (laughs) All of them were covered. Oh, yes, that's right. The business. Yes. Okay. That was so smart. That was also smart. You are a smart lady. I have to come to you for advice. (laughs) And you can charge us. Okay. All right, Joanne. Been a delight chatting with you and I've enjoyed, I've been watching and signed up for your newsletters and I've been listening to your podcasts. (laughs) I think folks really get a lot of good information from them. Thank you so much. It was it was our pleasure. Yeah, being it, was, here. it really, really was genuinely our pleasure meeting you. What an honor. Okay. Thank you Take so care. much. Thank Take you. Care. you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com, and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.